Hello. Hey, everybody. Yep, it's Masoka filling in. Head up. Ooh. There it is. All right. So I don't know if it's awesome yet. We're not talking about reviews yet. Um, nice try. Uh, <clears throat> this point is just the announcement. Um, the high level thing is that it's basically. 250 bucks and it'll give you performance better than the GTX 980 which would cost 550 bucks when it launched just a year and a half ago. Yes. Yes. Eh well, they hinted that it would be as fast as the 980 because the, the whole thing with AMD is they said, hey, you know, the RX 480 be as fast as a $500 video card when they were in actuality talking about a GTX 970, which is a $330 video card. Uh, NVIDIA specifically saying, hey, this is faster than a 980. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't, ex I wouldn't be surprised. I mean... These cards usually come out, the 60 series cards usually come out months and months and months after the high-end cards, and seems like a NVIDIA got this one out awfully quick once uh, AMD announced the RX 480, huh? Huh. I actually, I was asking AMD about this because I'm like, hey, I mean, you said this, Wall Street Journal reported this, and I mean, it's not that. Uh, and they said what they were actually doing is trying to draw a comparison saying, hey, you know, VR to unlock VR in uh, computers mm -hmm. typically requires a $500 video card. Uh, that's what they were shooting for, they say, but it really didn't at the time because, I mean... At the time, the 970 could do VR, and it was 330 bucks. I think it just kind of got away from them. They were, you know, yeah, marketing speak just kind of promised a little much. I think it was Brexit. <laughs> I think it's you got to blame, uh, you know, the UK for that. Did it all break? Just the strike. Exactly. Yeah, they, inflation. You know, <laughs> so many actual things to report, quote unquote. <laughs> I guess it's tough then. I mean, because. You can't talk about performance of the card, even though you have one in your hand. I can talk about the basics if you want to hear some more of the basics. Yeah, what are the specs? Yeah, is it, so uh, what are the ports? How, how much power does it run on? So basically, it has the exact same port configuration as uh, the GTX 1070 and GTX 1080, which is uh, three DisplayPoint 1.4 ports, an HDMI 2.0B port, and a DVI-D port. So it'll basically be able to handle any wacky high-resolution monitor you throw at it. It'll be able to power VR, no problem. 
Um, that's actually a big plus with this too. AMD was talking about bringing VR to the masses and, uh, NVIDIA is like, hey, this is, you know, better VR still for the masses. <laughs> uh, it has a, basically under the hood, it's basically the same, it has a new chip, the GP106, which is not the same one that's found in the GTX 1080 and GTX 1070. Um, and looking at all the specs, it's basically just like the GTX 1080 chip cut in half. It has uh, 1,280 CUDA cores. It has a boost clock of uh, 1.7 gigahertz, which is crazy. Uh, NVIDIA was saying you could still very likely get this up over 2 gigahertz on air, just like you can with the high-end cards, which is just insanity to me still. Uh, And it has 6 gigabytes of RAM. Uh, Some rumors floating around before the card launch said there would be 3 gigabyte and 6 gigabyte variants, but that's not true. It's just straight 6 gigabytes. So everything will be 6. Interesting. I mean, there's (laughs) not, because there isn't a single GeForce card that's a modern one that has less than 6 gigs, right? They're all six, uh, six and up. I mean, yeah, ten, the of ten series. Yeah, ten of the series. new generation. So it seems like uh, Nvidia seems to think that's the minimum. It seems like for this. Well, if you're gonna do VR, you have really have to worry about if if your game hits, you know, overdraws on memory and has to hit the system memory instead. It'll just start getting some severe frame rate spikes, and that'll make you puke all over the place. So with them pushing VR so hard, I'm not surprised to see more memory on these cards. And this uh, is one, oh, sorry. This is the same amount of RAM you're getting for both the 250 starting point and that Founders Edition card, right? Because I was reading your your article and saying that there's a $300 (laughs) Founders Edition card, just like with the 1070, 1080, right? Yeah, so basically uh, prices start at 250. That's uh, for Mm -hmm. partner cards. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm like, yeah, I'm (laughs) ready to get those on the first launch day. Yeah, Yeah, so that's a big deal, right? Because uh, the 1070 and 1080, I mean, it's a month after their launch, and there's still just, like, crippling supply shortages for all of them. Um, And the actual partner cards didn't launch until after the Founders Edition. But for this launch, uh, there's going to be a full width of a full breadth of uh, custom cards from, like, EVGA and Zotac and whatnot available the same day and launch on July 19th. Uh, The the Founders Edition will also be available that day for 300 bucks. Uh, I don't know why you'd want to buy one unless you have a small form factor PC, maybe. But there should be all kinds of cards out on July 19th. How many is a big question because, I mean, they ramped this up super quick, it seems like. It seems like uh, a response to the RX 480. Uh, but we'll have to see. So, but I, again, so the Founders Edition thing. So, uh, and I haven't really followed the, the 1060 or 1080, 1070 prices too closely, but. Did we ever see any aftermarket cards get to that, you know, five hundred dollar price range? There's five fifty, they were saying, or they're all still really seven hundred, seven fifty? I forget what the right now. Supplies are still super short, so you're still seeing inflated prices. So we're still looking at it's basically a ten eighty card. No matter who makes it, is minimum seven to seven fifty. Then I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was at a, a little event with uh, Gigabyte and a couple of their vendors, and uh, the car they were talking about, their top-end uh, 1080, that one is 700 But what they're doing is that they're throwing in a lot of like nice little extras, so you oh. get like an SLI bridge, that kind of thing. Hmm, interesting. My guess is you'll start seeing cheaper ones once supply starts to even out, because, I mean, they're going to make as much money as they can, sure. you know, while they can. But I'm just kind of like, you know, yeah, sure. It's like on paper they're saying it's 250 for this 1060 card, but realistically it's a $300 and up GPU. They right? did point out that this is a very different chip. I mean, it's not the same chip. So it's not 
pulling from the GTX 1070 and GTX 1080, and they're right. saying they're doing everything they can to ramp it up. So they're well aware that you know there's a bit of a disappointment around how few GTX 1070s and GTX 1080s there are, and they're hoping to have a little bit more of these available at launch. Does it look like it uses the exact same cooler, or is it different? Uh, it's the same blow. It's probably the same as the uh, 1070. Uh, the 1080 had a vapor chamber and stuff. The 1070 didn't, but it oh. still uses the same basic uh, blower style fan. You know the usual Nvidia reference card fan. Huh. And what's so? What? And you said to ask you about SLI. And, you know, we I, again, I've been in the dark about everything, so I don't even know what's going on. But so, what's up with SLI? Doesn't do yes. it. So yeah, something that jumped out at me when I was looking at this card uh, because we actually don't even have drivers yet. I can't even test it right now. Uh, I was looking at this card and I noticed if you look real close. There's no SLI oh. bridge connectors. <laughs> over. There are no SLI connectors on the card whatsoever. And after uh, I was talking to the guys from NVIDIA about it, and they said, yeah, it's because, you know, we created SLI for use in high-end cards, and we're unlocking it in our high-end cards, and nobody really uh, SLIs mainstream price, GPUs anyway. I went back and I looked, and the GTX 960 definitely had SLI. Yeah, just it did. Yeah, <laughs> it did. <laughs> that's, a, that's very uh, I think the real statement. reason is because it's 250 bucks, and the GTX 1080 is 600 or more dollars, and they don't want people buying two of these and slapping it in their system rather than a GTX 1080. Wow. Or I mean, but so they're are they saying so they're not saying it's a technical limitation, is it? Or I mean, no, they're just saying it's not. In this card. So, Brad, I want you to take that card and break the cover off. And there will be an SLI connector right there, hidden. No, I'm making that up, Internet. It's probably, I'm make, that's not real. Don't break your uh, card. Uh, the, guys, uh, the guys from Ashes of the Singularity actually pointed out to me this morning after I tweeted that, that it should still work in uh, DirectX 12 games that right. support multi-GPU, but you're not going to buy two of these for the small handful of DirectX 12 games out there. Right, not yet. I mean, hopefully that, that situation changes, but... All that being said, all that being said, I have an opinion here. I would much rather them ditch the SLI connector and make a card like this available for 250 bucks than to have an SLI connector on there and charge more for it because they're fearful of undercutting GTX 1080s prices. That's yeah. still assuming though that it's actually going to be a $250 card. Right. I yeah. mean, we have yet to um, see what it's really going to be. every launch, I mean, it's probably not going to be right out of the gate. I mean, right now, the RX 480 is also sold out, and they're selling for extra on Amazon as well, where you yeah. can find them. I mean, those are going to be the retail prices once everything settles down. The question is, how long is it going to take to settle down? Well, I actually, my point was more not so much the, uh, you know, markup from resellers, because I was looking at Amazon today, actually, and the RX 480, I think I saw it for like 300 bucks. Yep. Um, through one of the resellers on Amazon, but I'm thinking Wait, I more. I gotta go sell mine right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more, just kind of like how that um, price point established by the Founders Edition cards seems to be where even the aftermarket cards are hitting. They're just adding extras, which is nice, right? So you're getting more than if you bought a Founders Edition card, but it doesn't actually drop to that first price that they were teasing. So if you're actually getting a $250 card with all the specs that we're talking about right now, that's pretty sweet. But if it's mm -hmm. $300, that's like a different story. What, what, yeah. do you, what, do you, what are the extras you're getting on these uh, 1080 cards from Gigabyte? I mean, so you get the SLI bridge. 
they were talking about that. And they were also, (laughs) and they were also talking about, um, so that top line card also comes with, uh, brackets that you can attach to the card so that you can either have like a front set of ports for your VR setup or even like a dedicated set of back ports for your VR setup, which is like a nice little thing to have if that's what you're using the card for. EVGA rolled that out in a card a few months back on the 980 Ti. And I said, every manufacturer is going to copy this because that is freaking smart. And they did. They, they read yeah. your, your thing and said, let's copy it right yeah. now. So yeah. the bracket, does it loop back into the system or is it actually an internal connector in the card? Looks like it internal. Oh, wow. That's cool. Because those pass-throughs are always really janky. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the, is it the HP bridge that you're getting with the uh, 1080? Yeah, hard, the hard bridge. Yeah, okay. yeah I mean, the new high bandwidth, whatever it is. Um, I was actually there to cover the small form factor PCs, right. which is my beat. Um, so I don't remember specifically what they said. I assumed it was a hard bridge. I didn't think it was a soft one. Yeah, I can't imagine them doing the cheap ones because usually it comes with motherboard. It's interesting how, because I, I saw a release today, interestingly, from uh, ASRock, and they're saying our new motherboard, I think it was, it must have been a, must, I think it was an X99 board. They're saying, hey, we're going to give you an HP HP bridge, which is wow. kind of the way it's typically been with motherboards is that's where you get the SLI bridge because um, the motherboard vendors have to foot that. Uh, and interestingly, for video, for AMD, on the AMD side, on the bridges, um, AMD is the one that gives you the, all the video card. You ever notice on, on AMD cards, you get the bridge with the AMD card? On no, the you video. don't. You don't? You used to, right? Well, you used to. You used yeah, to, you but now they anymore. do it all through the PCIe slots, right. so you don't even need to use bridges anymore for AMD cards. But they used to give it to you with the video card if you bought AMD. With NVIDIA, you had to get it with the motherboard. So, um, Getting back to the, the 1060. So 250, hopefully, maybe not, knowing how we went for 1070, 1080. Uh, no SLI, which sucks, nope. frankly, unless that multi-GPU thing works. Got all the ports. How much power does this thing eat? Yeah, that's the a big interesting thing right now going on because uh, the RX 480 is having some power consumption issues. Um, the GTX 1060 is going to use the same six pin connector as the as the RX 480 does, but it only draws 120 watt TDP, whereas the RX 480 is rated for 150 and actually draws a bit more in practice. Right, and. Uh, looking at the performance of the GTX 1070 and 1080, uh, it looks like uh, NVIDIA's architecture this time around, Pascal, is actually... AMD has gone very far and made huge performance efficiency improvements inside Polaris, but it still looks like Pascal's got a beat in terms of four, in terms of pure power efficiency. But it's pretty close, though, amazingly. I mean, it used to be ridiculous where AMD cards yeah. were in the past, so we're, they're actually fairly close. Well, basically, uh, at least with the RX 480, AMD's essentially caught up to where the 970 was last generation. Oh, okay. (laughs) One step behind isn't too bad. No, it's actually a huge improvement over what they used to have, but NVIDIA still got them beat there. Okay. What else do we want to know about? I thought we... See, I, I again, I did not read any headlines, nothing. I thought the reviews were... I thought, like, everything was out. So we don't know. All we know is... Claimed 980 performance out of this card. And it looks yep. like on specs it should be there, I guess, right? So Yeah, yeah. It's I'm really intrigued to see that it still has, despite this being an affordable card, a mainstream card, that it still clocks so high at 1.7 gigahertz. That's pretty insane for, you know, a $250 card, especially if you can overclock it to 2, two gigahertz. Right. Oh, well, 
Sorry, I had a quick question, actually, now that we're talking about that. So cooling, you were, mm-hmm. I thought I remember reading your article this morning. You were saying something about how the Founders Edition version, you don't think it can accommodate um, aftermarket water cooling, you were saying, I think? Yes, or it can, but it's going to be kind of janky because what they did is on the GTX 1060, it's kind of like the Radeon RX 480 again, where it has actually a super short PCB where the circuit board itself is only like seven inches or so, which is just barely longer than the Radeon Nano. Uh, The RX 480 put its power connector right there on the PCB, but uh, NVIDIA put it all the way at the end of the card, the normal place, which makes it look much better in my opinion, like if you're just using the stock card in the case. But you're going to have those weird janky wires if you try to take the shroud off and put water cooling on. So it's just, you know, if you're going to water cool, it might look a little weird, but still get the job done. Huh, but and there is actually no vapor chamber in that. That's interesting. Uh, I, I don't. Cooling I'm not sure if they said it out loud or not. I haven't opened it up because I haven't benchmarked it yet. Uh, but I would highly doubt there's a vapor chamber. I'd expect it to be like the 1070. So and 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 of course the really big thing is you will be able to buy the damn thing online. So let's see it again, Brad. Let's, oh. There's there's the PCB. You see how it's super short? Like all this is just extra cooling stuff. But. The power connectors on the uh, end. Oh, whoa. I see what you mean now. So how do you yes. get that shroud off without... That would look wacky. Yeah, there will be wires involved, so... We'll do you have, have an RX 480 up. you can hold up next to it? I don't. I'm benchmarking it because uh, of what we're going to talk about well, in our we're new We're going to talk about that next. We're going to talk about this next. And although the last thing, although we can't say anything because we don't have performance numbers, but how do you think this puts the 480, the 1060 versus 480? Of course, you're looking at... Um, Sixty seventy five dollars more, but yeah. Um, well, it depends how you look at it because the eight gigabyte four eighties are two hundred and forty bucks, so that you know cuts into that a little bit. I think it depends on what you're looking to do. Sorry, I'm looking at the card uh, because if you're just using a ten eighty p monitor and you want sixty frames per second, yeah. honestly, I think all you need is the four eighty at this point. That's my off the cuff reaction. Um, you could step up to this and maybe get better 1440p or VR performance if you wanted to use, you know, super fast frame rate monitors for Twitch shooters or whatnot. Um, it might be a better investment, but off the cuff, I honestly think that at 200 bucks, the RX 480 is still, you know, a case of that's what most people need right there. Right. And it's, um, 10 bucks more. I mean, that still, I mean, it's like if I were at the store and you're looking at 10 bucks, assuming the price comes down. And Brad, you're saying that even taking into account like the extra, you know, software kind of goodies you're getting or like the driver goodies you're getting with the NVIDIA card? Uh, Yeah, NVIDIA does a lot of interesting things with software. They have that Ansel tool coming out, which is like supercharged screenshots, which looks awesome. They have a bunch of interesting VR works and game works and stuff coming out. Um, NVIDIA, uh, AMD has some counterparts of that of their own. AMD's been stepping up its driver game recently. Uh, so AMD drivers don't suck like they used to. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot more equal than it used to. So, I mean, it depends whether or not you want to buy into NVIDIA's ecosystem software and stuff and spend an extra 50 bucks to do it, get a little bit better performance. So, I mean, that's kind of a personal call. So, you know, you're talking a little bit about RX 480 versus 1060. Which one would you buy? You know, and you know, Brad, you were talking up the RX 480 and saying how you know great it is and saying how you can do VR with it and all that. Well, Nvidia has been pushing really hard that those new features in their latest drivers for the 10 series cards. With that in mind, would you still specifically recommend the 480 if someone just wants kind of a budget VR build? 
Like, how yeah, do you feel depends, about that? It depends on what you're looking to do with it, right? If you're just looking to play 1080p games, then probably the RX 480 is all you need, like I was saying. But uh, the GTX 1060 does indeed have uh, all the fancy VR work software that uh, NVIDIA's been baking into its stuff, including this technology called simultaneous multi-projection, which when games start to use it, uh, will basically make it so they run a lot better, which is great, but it's NVIDIA proprietary technology. So uh, that's already been baked into several games. Uh, one off the top of the head is Abduction, the spiritual successor to Myst. So if you're looking to uh, oh, man. get a card, <laughs> hey, man, Myst is awesome. Don't even. Hayden would freak out if he heard you right now. Yeah, Hayden, uh, he can't get to us. Hayden, Myst sucked. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, so if you're looking to build a VR platform, a PC specifically for VR, both the RX 480 and the GTX 1060 can do it. Um, you might want to spend a little bit more time looking into what each competing platform offers specifically for VR. Because, I mean, AMD does really good with its uh, asynchronous compute, which makes it so that there's a thing in Oculus called asynchronous time warp, where if your head's not where the video card expects it to be, it does some quick calculations and adjusts things so that you don't puke all over the place. Uh, and AMD's card's really good with that. NVIDIA is making a whole lot of investment in VR things like simultaneous multi-projection. They have different, uh, you know, technologies so that, like, fluid looks really awesome. They have a, a demo coming out called uh, Funhouse, which is actually coming out later this month on Steam, which uh, if you have a vibe, you can check it out, and it's pretty awesome. Uh, so basically, if you're building a budget VR build, I recommend going and looking at what each platform offers because they both have pluses and minuses. Hmm. Um, just to move on to our next topic, uh, we talked about it earlier, but we're going to get into breaking news that Brad has, and it's a situation with the Radeon, Radeon RX 480, which, <clears throat> if you didn't know, awesome $200 video card, awesome performance, and it's blowing up my motherboard. So how serious <laughs> is this? It's like, could you just like, come on. A little bit serious, a right? Without, like, yeah, blow my system up. A little bit serious. How bad is it, Brad? How bad is the situation with the RX 480? So basically, it draws a little bit more power than it should overall. It's rated as 150 watt TDP. It draws a little bit more, which, you know, probably isn't that big of a deal in most systems. Um, but the big issue is, is that it draws evenly from the six-pin power connector, and it draws the same amount from the motherboard PCIe slot in both watts and amps, and that goes over the PCIe spec. So theoretically, if you have like a lower-end motherboard, which, I mean, if this is a $200 video card, you very well might, uh, or you have like right. some gunk on your motherboard or something... Uh, because it's drawing sustained excessive watts and amps, it could theoretically damage the capacitors and pins in your motherboard. And there have been which is bad. And are, there have been reports. Have they been confirmed of these things blowing up motherboards? Or um, there have been reports on the internet. It happened after the news broke, so take them with a grain of salt. Because as soon as this breaks, you know all the Nvidia fanboys are going to go, "Hey, I got one of those, and it blew up my motherboard." Sure. I will say that, as I mentioned in my RX 480 review, I have a high-end motherboard, an Asus X99 Deluxe, and I was uh, having some real troubles overclocking it. Whenever I tried to increase the power limit, uh, I would actually see loss in performance, so I wasn't able to test the overclocking, and that's the only card that's ever happened to. 
I mean, I've overclocked dozens of cards on this in the past few weeks. I've done overclocked a couple cards, and this is the only card that's happened, and it makes me suspect that might be the reason. Right, and you've got a, and of course, before the uh, we get email about this, it's it's Asus. Um, uh, uh. The, you you talk to AMD about this. It's like, what, what's up with them just trying to overclock it and it's just not overclocking? What did they end up saying? This is before, of course, all the news broke about the over... Yeah, that, w- that was before the original review, before all this came to light. And uh, we tried a few troubleshooting things and nothing happened. They said, hey, maybe just try it on a new motherboard is what it wound up being. So I so, didn't have time to, so I didn't get to overclocking in the review. Sure. And then, of course, the breaking news today is, you know, this has been going on for about uh, four or five days now. And, and AMD says, hey, we got to fix. We got to fix. Today, they just came out with a fix. Does it look like this fixed it? Does it look like there's major compromises from it? Uh, yes, it does. Uh, first, before I get into that, I think it's important to acknowledge that, you know, AMD hopped right on this and got a fix out real quick, sure. which, you know, I'm worried. You know, I'm kind of concerned that this was before it shipped, someone signed off and said, yeah, that's cool, and it shipped like this. But props to them for, you know, working on the long holiday weekend and getting a fix out ASAP. Uh, But yeah, the driver came out today, uh, just like half an hour or so before this show started. So I downloaded it real quick, uh, ran a few benchmarks. Uh, The idea of this driver is that uh, what it's basically doing is uh, readjusting the load so that the PCIe slot takes less power now, and more power is coming via the 6-pin connector, which is still itself over the 75-watt 6-pin power connector spec. But it's not such a big deal because it's coming straight from your power supply rather than going through your precious motherboard. <laughs> yeah. So I have, a, I, have, uh, I have a question. So do sure. you think that they then knew this was the case... And they were just going to sweep it under the rug and hope oh no God. one noticed. He sounds like a Dan sounds like a prosecutor. <laughs> Don't wait for the I, translation, I mean, if, Brad. If, if, answer the if, question. If your house catches on fire, who do you get to sue? Be like, it, well, it's- <laughs> <laughs> if your house catches on fire, you should probably sue. But your house probably didn't catch on fire. Uh, today's motherboards have all sorts of overvoltage and power protections in them, and that's probably not going to happen. And all of AMD's uh, communication about this says just that. They're like, hey, it's not a big deal, but yeah, we'll fix it since you guys are all worried about it, which I think is downplaying it quite a bit. I think it, you know, obviously is an issue to be exceeding the PCIe power spec through your very sensitive motherboard. Right. Doesn't uh, seem like a good idea. Max yeah, is 75 watts like out of the idea. slot, I think, right? Um, Max is 75 of the slot, and I think it's 75 from the, the six pins. Are they pulling yeah. the page out of VW more than that, here? More than that. <laughs> is this, uh... Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm certainly, you know, I not that I'm on the internet spawning theories but uh, you could certainly see um people saying they intentionally knew it was overdrawn power they sent cards out to everybody in order to get higher performance and then knowing they'd go back later and retune you know giving you less performance but staying within power spec and of course i I know those theories are already being floated out there so is that is that just crazy brad um i think they were definitely trying to get it up to 970 level performance so that they can accomplish VR and stuff. Uh, I don't know if it was anything malicious. Right. I just <laughs> think but, they were trying know. to hit that level. And maybe, who knows, maybe the something that they got from one of their manufacturing partners didn't turn out the way that it was expected to and they had to crank things. Sure. Who knows? I just went back and looked and a uh, maximum of 95 watts came over the PCIe slot and PC Perspectives testing. Ah, okay. And, Seven amps, which is way over the five point five amp maximum. In the original test, but yes, in, in the piece, original. Uh, Ryan over PC Proxy, I think he did some testing as well, and he's finding that the new driver is within spec, sorta, kinda. Uh, it's still out of spec, but 
what the new driver does is it, as I said, shifts the majority of the power to the six-pin connector. Um, both are still slightly out of spec, according to PC Perspectives testing. They got the driver early, it looks like, and were able to put it through his paces. Uh, but that being said, it's so close to being in spec now that with those power built-in protections and stuff in motherboards, it's probably not an issue anymore. Uh, I've been doing some testing in that half hour since uh, the driver dropped. And in 3D Mark, in Tomb Raider, in Far Cry, and in The Division at 1080p, I'm actually seeing no change in performance or slight increase in performance because they also built in some performance increases into the driver. Right, which is, I mean, that that's good news because, I mean... I was saying yesterday, I was like, man, if they cut 10% of performance off of this to make it in spec, right. people are going to scream bloody murder. However, yeah. you said that wasn't with compatibility mode on, right? No, and that's another key point to this. If you are worried about you know, the fact that it is still exceeding spec, there's a new toggle inside of the Radeon settings, the driver app. Right inside the global settings, You can it's called compatibility mode. You can just click it, and what it'll do is it'll force the computer to meet the spec for PCIe and for the 6-pin power connector. I haven't had a chance to test it yet, but I'm sure that will indeed have some impact on performance. Whether or not it's balanced out by the driver improvements that we were just talking about, who knows? We'll know tomorrow when I post an article about it. Right. Uh, but yeah, it looks like uh, they basically didn't fix the problem, but they made it so it shouldn't be a concern at this point. Uh, they, this is how it should have been when it launched. I, it I should like- have been what they were, in my opinion, it should have been the 150-watt card that they promised everybody. Well- but that it's not, this is what it should have been when it launched. Although the other interesting thing, Elena was mentioning it earlier, is like, why, right? Why didn't they just make the damn thing an 8-pin card instead of a 6-pin, you know? Then they yeah, could- who knows? Who knows why they did that? It could be so it can fit into more, uh, you know, the box systems that you buy at Best Buy and stuff. They might have cheap power supplies, uh, in which case, you know, drawing off the motherboard too much is still a bad idea. Uh, it could be because, you know, they've been touting the power efficiencies of it and, you know, just the perception of having a six pin versus an eight pin might be a big issue. I expect to see eight pin power connectors, which can deliver like twice as many Watts as the six pin, if I remember correctly, uh, on all the afterboard market cards from like Sapphire and Asus, uh, you see them from power color and, uh, Sapphire already, you've seen renders and pictures of them and they both had eight pin power connectors on them. I like how they use the word compatibility when it's really mean actually meeting specs. It's, it's, it's <laughs> well, that's very, what it is. Right now it's out of compatibility. And you well, <laughs> it's out of spec is what it is. It's yeah. like within spec setting. It's sort of like that, that, that is very... I'm surprised that is they very, named it that. I'm really surprised they named it that because I mean, if you're just a normal person going through the settings, you're like, what the hell is this and why is it off? Yeah. And that's the other thing that I think <laughs> is interesting. They're leaving that as the non-default setting. So if you want to be within spec, you actually have to manually go in, check that box, and then see where the chips fall, I guess. We'll know tomorrow. But it does seem like, yeah, if they're leaving it off, then it sort of, to me, says AMD thinks, eh, you know, this ain't that serious. Because if this thing were going to be blowing boards left and right, we'd be, it would be Ooh. on by default, right? I don't know. I think I if th- they thought it was yeah. serious, they wouldn't have shipped it yeah. that way I also think that it's also they don't want whatever performance hit it's going to take. I don't think that's the perception they want people to have right out of the box is my guess. Yeah, yeah. it came out a week ago. And if they have to ship a driver that turns the default on this compatibility mode and it drops performance 5%, I mean, that sucks. They, they, they don't want that from a PR standpoint. Right. Especially because it seems like this fix really does fix things going off again. PC perspectives early look at it. Uh, it looks like it doesn't bring it quite back down into the spec of the PCIe, but within like the tolerance. Yeah. 
plus or minus. So I think this really does fix the concerns that people have about the driver. Yeah, I guess my my only real concern, and you know, we're going to do this later in the podcast. We're going to be or we're going to be talking about some budget builds. I've got a got three different uh, budget builds that I've we're looking at. And I tell you, the first thing that you always do in a budget build is you buy the cheapest ass power supply in the world. So mm. I, I am a little concerned that if you're you, you buy the cheapest big name power supply, yeah, well that is a way <laughs> to do it. But everybody, as we know, buys like I will buy it out of a vending machine to cut the price, <laughs> and then it's like that. And so that six pin plug is going to be running at a full seventy five watts. The whole time you're playing games for six hours, it just kind of feels like eh, you may seem like you, you probably need a better power supply, so you're not going to get by with the cheap ass power supply. Yeah, but I mean, uh, the recommended power supply. If you go, if you're thinking about buying one of these, if you go to the RX480 page, it's still I think 500 watts. Which I mean, even if you're overclocking this thing, going full tilt, it's not going to hit 500 watts in the full system. So I think there's enough of that built in that I'm not too worried about overdrawing the power supply as opposed to before overdrawing the. Uh, motherboard which would be a much nastier issue yeah that's definitely bad to blow your uh, motherboard and you know the pcie lanes are wired out of the cpu now so i do wonder what happens if you blow the board do you smoke the cpu too or do you just smoke mm-hmm. the vrms and the caps i don't know so and that, then who do you go to for a refund do you go to the motherboard do you go to amd oh, is everyone yeah. just going to tell you to get lost well so, yeah. anyways download that driver today if you bought an rx480 and run with compatibility mode if you're buying that cheap cheap hardware i guess <laughs> Uh, also, clean your motherboard. If you're using that thirty-five dollar motherboard Dan is running, then you got to turn on the compatibility. Well, I took it off mode. my e machine, so. Oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> hey, they make good motherboards. No, not really. Um, so we're gonna actually. So we're gonna wrap. Well, so final word: RX four eighty. Is it a safe buy? Do we? Or is it too early to say? I mean, because people are still freaked out. I think over this. I'm still testing it. I mean, I'm. I'm happy with PC Perspectives power testing on it. They got it early, and I trust those guys to do good work. Uh, and I think that there's nothing to worry about anymore. I think that you probably didn't have anything to worry about before, but now I think you definitely don't. I would still heartily recommend it because it's a great card for $200. Okay, awesome. And you would, you would, you're okay with it? It sound like it gets a clean bill of health from you, Elena? I'm not sure about clean bill of health, but again, I think it's partially based on what Brad finds and your own personal comfort level, right? If you're the kind of person who's very risk adverse, if like, you know, you're spending very like carefully and you're worried that you could blow a motherboard and you can't, you know, afford to replace it, maybe you would pay the extra $10 and get the 1060, you know? Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Um, now the next segment we're going to move, move on to, we've never really done before. I'm going to see how this works. Basically, I want to talk about build. This is our builder's corner segment. And I have three builds that I put together. With pie uh, charts. With pie charts, which I worked on desperately this morning. Brad has them electronically. And they're basically they're basically three system theoretical system builds. This is basically it's like fantasy baseball, fantasy football, except it's fantasy PC components. Way more fun. This is uh, uh, Oakland Raiders style, so small market and you ain't got no money. So these are these are budget builds. Uh, the first one is interesting because it's a it's today's PC part picker entry level gaming build, uh, which is they did a little bit of a cheat. They did it for five thirty six. Did not include OS. I I think it's uh, a bit of a cheat there. So I actually ended up adding the OS to it. it ended up being a six hundred and thirty seven dollar build. And then I have a couple of different VR builds. Um, I did this actually when the RX four eighty first uh, the specs first came out, and and mine's is definitely higher end. 
Uh, it's eight hundred, so about nine hundred dollars. Um, so the PC part picker build. If you go to the site today, it's basically a dual core Core i three with a uh, R nine three eighty card, SSD two terabyte hard drive, uh, Rosewell uh, PSU fractal design core, and an ASRock B one fifty micro ATX motherboard. So that's what you get for about six hundred and thirty seven dollars. And can I, can I inject an opinion here, or we wait until the end for that? No, go ahead, go ahead. Because I do not buy an R nine three eighty. There's no reason to buy an R nine three eighty right now. You'll be disappointed. You didn't spend the extra thirty bucks on an R nine four eighty. Sure, and to, so to be just fair, say that right away about their build. Sure, and to be fair to PC Power Picker, whoever did it, this was pre RX four eighty, and they said look at four X R four eighty. But yeah, clearly, if you're going to throw what is this? This GPU costs. Uh, Hundred elevens. Dang, hundred and sixty bucks for the R nine three eighty. Yeah, that's forty more dollars for a RX four eighty. So, but the interesting thing, what do you guys think about my build though? So my build, I move up to a Core i five sixty six hundred K part, so it's overclockable, and then I also go up to a RX four eighty instead of, and I spend two hundred dollars. And I'm if you go to uh, the podcast page, I'm actually going to put these pie charts up. You can look at it. I actually like looking at um, percent. Of a build, so I, I like balanced builds where like you're not spending you know ninety percent of the cost on on one part on either the CPU or the GPU. Or- so what were you yeah. aiming for with these builds? Were you aiming for uh, budget builds or budget VR builds? Well, I for the RX four eighty, I was sort of aiming for a basic. Uh, I wanted to build an awesome ten eighty p gaming box, not necessarily VR, you know. But if AMD says you can do VR. Hey, that's even better because I don't think if you're building a you know eight hundred dollars system, nine hundred dollars system, you're going to be going out and buying Vive. I don't think that's the Vive buyer. I think this is really a 1080p gaming system to me. So if that's the case. Do you really need an overclockable part? Well, I you know that's one thing. So I know I did so because I knew I'd get complaints from AMD fans. I did do a, a build with an FX sixty three hundred. And we step. We save one hundred and seventy-five dollars by going down to an FX sixty-three hundred part from a, a sixty-six hundred K. They're both overclockable. And in fact, for both these builds, I'd, li- I'd like to hear what you think about this. I included a Cooler Master Hyper two twelve Evo, which is you know that's just an awesome cooler. You get it for twenty dollars all day, all over the internet. Wait, I don't see that's, that that's in your pie chart. It's, it's this little orange sliver because it's oh okay. It's so tiny. I, here's my opinion about that. 20 bucks for the Hyper 212 Evo is a crazy price because that's an awesome cooler and 20 bucks that's that's crazy but if you're not going to overclock whatever chip you're putting in there save the 20 bucks. Right. Well, so here's the other thing though. So I include so I'm doing that i5, you know, quad no hyper threading 6600k part. Would you just say, you know what, you you're not going to overclock, why don't you just buy a straight um 6600 no k non-overclockable part? I think it's like $30 less. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Or would you rather have like you know maybe down the road I want to overclock it you know I mean megahertz. I think that depends on what you're using this machine for besides gaming right like if you're really only using it for gaming you're not yeah. going to do any like even potential like minor content creation I don't know then I don't think you really need that you know ability I mean yeah. if you're that if you're that like on a budget and you really are looking to shave like thirty bucks here twenty bucks there then yeah I think you could do without. If you're someone who likes a little cushion, who likes the idea that maybe someday I am going to overclock this, um, who might want just that little extra bit of you know power, then yeah, and you can afford it, then you know, spring an extra fifty bucks total for a nicer cooler, you know, on the overclockable part. But again, it's very personal, you know. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. I mean, that that very much is a contrast to the AMD chip, right? FX sixty three hundred. It's a great gaming chip. Might be a little slower than a Skylake part, but for gaming, you're probably not going to really see it. Um, It'll get that, the job done. And holy smokes, you're. I. I oh wait, mine doesn't have the price. You I didn't ninety eight ninety five. Right there. Ninety eight ninety five for six core FX sixty three hundred. A little elderly, but you know, still just fine. And that saves you 140 bucks. And that's not even, you know, that's like the lower end AMD part you can go with. So right, but if... You I, can even bump that up a little bit and still save over the Core i5 part. Sure, and then the thing is, but of course the other question is, clearly nobody, even AMD fanboys, you can argue, a 6600K is going to wail on a, on a 6300 part for content creation for Photoshop, video editing, any encoding, right? That's just, the AMD part's just not going to, can't hang with the Skylake part. Yeah, but if you're just, you know, doing email, surfing the web, you know, writing your thesis or whatever, right. and Gaming. playing games yeah. on the side, then FX6300 yeah. is all you need. You don't need a 6600. Right. Um, <clears throat> another interesting thing, too, is like if you take that AMD build, so my theoretical AMD build, let me read off the quick part list, FX6300, Hyper212, uh, Asus M5A97, 16 gigs of RAM. Uh, seven. I have a bone Evo. to pick with that. Well, what's the what? Too much RAM? It's a little overkill. There's too much. Save the money. There's no realistic, uh, tangible today reason to I buy don't 16 price. gigabytes of RAM. And why did you pick DDR4 RAM? Oh well, geez. You know what happened is I actually copy and pasted from the Intel build. So this would have been DDR3. That would suck. I better fix that. But so <laughs> it's about sixty. What fifty six dollars? Well, I know mine says have the game prices. Fifty-seven yeah. bucks, sixteen gigs. Come on, man. I mean, you can. Man, eight, if you're doing a budget build, yeah, I mean, you can eight shave gigabytes off. Do you just fine? Twenty dollars. Yeah, shave off another fifteen, add twenty to it bucks. later. Yeah, I guess. I, I, yeah. You love sixteen gigabytes in all your builds, man. I strenuously disagree with every single one of them. Eight gigabytes, all you need. Well, I, I mean, have look, sixteen gigabytes in my PC, and I say that. Yeah, I'm. I'm just the thing is like. So assuming this is DDR3, it's not going to really save you any money. So we're going to do DDR3, 16 gigs, 50 bucks, right? So you guys are saying step down to 30 bucks for eight gigs, 20 more bucks for double RAM. Yeah, that's tough. Okay, Samsung 750 Evo. No, no arguments there. 250 gigs. I mean, I think that depends too. I mean, you. If you really care that much about performance on your boot drive, then you can go with the Samsung. They're very reliable. They're great drives, but you could also get a slightly cheaper one. I've seen 240 or 250 gigabyte SSDs going for like 55, 60 with like a mail-in rebate lately. They've been the prices have been coming down. Yeah. Okay. See, I don't. Unfortunately, I don't have the damn prices in front of me here. But um, so that's saving you like what 20 bucks. So save 20 bucks. bucks. I don't know. I like the idea. I mean. It seems to me everybody just sort of settles on just get the Evo, right? It's just kind of like they're reliable. The entire internet. That's why people like them, right? Because they're good, good performance. Okay, uh, we're one, just picking at you because this is a budget. Build. No, this yeah. is good. I mean, this budget is actually build, we got to talk about it. Let me get to the most controversial part, though. So RX four eighty, you know that two hundred bucks if you can find one. Um, but here's the deal. Here's where this is a secret I have used for the last fifteen years in, in budget builds. It is a Cooler Master TC102 case, and I think it's $50. Is that listed for $55? $48.99. $48.95, and that's with the 500-watt power supply. That's pretty good. So that is the cheat that I always do. Now, interestingly, looking at this PC part picker build, um, it's very similar. Say if we swapped out their GPU for my RX 480, you're going to add a little bit more. You're going to add, like, say, $40 more to it. So it's almost the same price for the AMD build, my AMD build, 
with very similar parts, except, you know, I'm giving you a FX6300 instead of that i3-6100, which is their uh, Their power supply and case combined costs like 30 bucks more. Yeah. Yeah, 35 bucks more than what you picked. Right. So this, this is the other thing that everybody does, right? So this, they're, they're using a fractal design, Core 1000. I haven't seen this case, but I love fractal design cases. They're just beautiful, right? Rosewell, that's just a house brand for um, Newegg. Yeah, that's is six, it worth that thirty bucks? That's sixty five bucks though for a five hundred fifty watt power supply from Rosewell seems kind of high. Yeah, yeah. What, but would you guys do my cheap ass case though with a free power supply? See, I'm suspicious about that. I, I would read the reviews on New oh, Yeah, on. do you have to like <laughs> bike pedal to keep this thing powered on? No, What's it works. Going on this, you know, I you know this. You're doing a budget build. Look, I'm giving you VR performance. Um, I don't know. Well, a 1080p gaming box for 700 bucks. That's and that's the only way you're going to do it. Is right? the box like the cardboard box that the power <laughs> supply came in? Is that kind of how the system works? I did a build it once contest with a former co-worker, and he ended up using the cardboard box Just to save some money <laughs> to get in that budget. Yeah, and it looked like hell. So that that whole cardboard yeah. box thing, I'll just use it. That never works. It always looks like. Dude, you use a cardboard box, man. That's that's that. It's gonna light on fire, right? I'm just saying, like, you can cut back on your case. Your case may end up cutting you as a result. It will, <laughs> but um, for forty eight dollars of the power supply. Yeah, I don't mind. but see, so here's my thing. I've had bad experiences with power supplies going up and kind of puff smoke. So I don't actually like to cut back too much on those. I mean, Cool right. Master's well known name. That's that's um, a plus. But it's one of those things. I gotta agree with Brad here, where you. You're going to look at those reviews. You're going to see what the failure rate is like on them. See how many people so are made them. eight months. <laughs> but it's a pain in the butt, man. Use it for eight months till it blows up your whole system, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know that doesn't that and actually I, that, it, it rarely blows up your um, system. It just stops working. It's just still a pain experience. in the butt when you buy something. You just want to be done with it. So which is so which of these two is more attractive to you? Is it worth it for that? I have, intel? One, I have one more oh, nitpick. All one right. More what's nitpick. your nitpick? Since this is in the spirit of budget builds, I would say you could also ditch the hard drive because you have both a boot drive and a hard drive. It would be tough, know. but 250 gigabytes in the SSD to start, that's a good enough starting place, I think, for a budget build. Oh, but it fills up so quick, man. Yeah, yeah so it can. Quick. It can. You should just I, – I think you bite the bullet and, and, and put a hard drive in. And, you know, the, <laughs> the PC Part Picker one, they had a two-terabyte drive for 50 mm-hmm. bucks, so – yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, yeah, I honestly, I could have saved. I could lose a cooler. I could go to a non-overclockable K part on the Intel thing, lose a hard drive, save. Geez, almost $200, I bet. So Yeah, yeah, you could. This is a great budget build, don't get me wrong. But if you really need to be tight, I bet you could shave another 100 bucks off of it, no problem. And there's not even an optical drive in here. See, I did not. I would normally include an optical drive because I still use them. But, you know, yeah, 15 to 20 bucks, you might as well put that into something else, right? That's your cooler right there. So, okay. Hmm, interesting. So, I, you know, I think next time we're going to have one of you guys do a build, and then we are just going to talk smack about the, the, <laughs> the, the He's going to give what, as good as he got. You got me thinking. I built my personal PC has an Intel 3570K, so it's like four or five years old. Right. I have an optical drive in there. I don't think I've ever opened it. You're going to open it up and, like, spiders are going to climb out of it? I should start using it as the drink holder that everybody talks about or something, huh? Yeah, you're going to say that. And then, like, the other day, I, I'm not making this up. It's like, I'm going to install this Thunderbolt 3 card in this motherboard. It's like, 
it's on the drivers are on an optical disc, and it's like there. I, we didn't have there wasn't a drive hooked up. Then I had to go look <laughs> yeah, for a you USB were drive. About it, Both yeah. of the USB drives we have are dead, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, how am I? Gonna, I had to go to my work machine, copy the drivers from the from the the, the optical drive to a USB key and bring it over. So here's the thing, though. Wow. I would say if you need an optical drive, you don't really need to buy one at this point. You can scavenge it. Because, I mean, yeah. technology really hasn't progressed on those. They're the same as they have been, like, for, like, what, the past, like, at least eight years. Um, and I've been doing this for my parents where I build them something new and I just take the old optical drive and I just pop it right in there and right. it works just fine for them. Yeah, it's funny because our IT department, they are e-wasting a whole bunch of old systems. Yeah, like, I was going to grab, like, all the optical drives because it's like, you know, somebody's going to use them. Maybe you can have a giveaway on this. Just, you know, <laughs> the optical drive? Yeah, a contest for... Call for, in, yeah. get well, a free DVD drive. Tweet at us and we'll send you a, a free drive. 10-year-old drive. And the, the thing is, every time I say this, and like in our my office at home, I had a stack of optical drives. Like I had a Kenwood... No one's going to remember this. And if you remember it, you know, email me. But the Kenwood 40 by 40 drive, it was like the, it was this incredibly fast CD-ROM drive that... Once they made, started to fall apart. But I still had one. I had a stack of like DVD-ROM readers. And I just, you know, I ended up be wasting all of them. So, so that was before the burners even started. Yeah, I, yeah, it was like a DVD-ROM drive. Yeah, it's yes. like, oh my god, fifty-two X. You're you're living life. Yeah, living living large with fifty-two X. That forty by forty was awesome. So okay, so next time though, maybe we'll have Dan or maybe Brad will bring a build. And then sure, bring it on. Talk. Maybe we'll next time we'll do like uh, maybe a fifteen hundred dollar build or something like that, like a high end, higher end gamer gamer build, and we can t- pick it apart. So, I'm yeah, I I thought you, I did pretty well, you, but you can try to pick it apart. But everybody oh. doesn't. People don't like my parts. I like my cheap case and cheap power supply. So I mean, if it isn't, I like your cheap power up, supply. Just I just hate your uh, you know luxurious amount of RAM. Luxurious amount of sixteen <laughs> gigs. Well, it seemed cheap at the time. So. Hey, lifestyles for the rich and famous, man. You got a budget build. Eight gigs. What are we slumming it? Well, it's a budget build, dude. You got to eat. Yeah, that's, that's a lot true. of ramen okay. packets right there, dude. I, I must have made a mistake there. Or maybe you you challenge him even harder and you give him a five hundred dollar budget build because yeah, that's a that's a budget. Those are yeah. the yeah. That's those, a real those when you start making Sophie mm-hmm. choice, Sophie's this, choice. This choices. is the computer you're building for your child or your or your grandma. Yeah, well, but I I honestly think that AMD build is pretty good. Seven hundred. Yes, I totally I like agree. I think that's a great build. But I think a five hundred dollar budget build, though, people always say, "Hey, look at these five hundred dollar builds all over the internet." I think it's pretty close to damned impossible when you factor in the cost of a Windows license, which right. nobody ever puts in those. Right. Everybody does that little cheat. That's five hundred dollars. No OS. Yeah, I'll just use Linux. Linux. I yes. need to play games. This plane, I'm going to run. Yeah, it's not going to. Yeah, so some things, some games, we're not just on Linux. We don't want your hate mail. So, but uh, yeah, I think definitely most people should factor that in for most gamers. So, uh, I'm going to move on to the next segment now. That's the, enough for our Builders Corner. I've had enough um, crap thrown at my build this week. So, we're going to move on to letters from readers. And I'm going to start shooting these. A lot of these are actually GPU related. So, probably for you, Brad. Okay. So first one is from Matt. I currently have a GTX 680 on a 3440 by 1440 monitor. That's wide aspect ratio. I'm looking for a GPU that will run this monitor on modern games on high to ultra settings. Suggestions? Ooh, that's pretty big. Yeah, so I, just uh, so you know, I, I worked out the numbers. Um, that's about 4.9 megapixels. Uh, 2560 by 1440 is about 3.7 megapixels. And of course, 1080p is 2 megapixels. I would think that you would want at least 
a GTX 1070 on that. I mean, that's a that's a lot of pixels to have to push. GTX 1070 um, is not a great 4K card, which is what I test at. I don't test ultra wide uh, yeah. resolutions, but you know that falls somewhere in between 1440 and 4K, like you said. Um, but if you really want to crank everything, you're probably going to have to go high end and go with the uh, 1080. Right. So V means ultra everywhere, but it sounds like he's saying I'm I'm happy to run high, so he might be able to yeah. squeeze it out of a 1070. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you should be able to because uh, the 1070 is, you know, just about the same as the Titan X. And the Titan X, it couldn't hit uh, 60 frames per second in every game, but it could do pretty decently. You could get 40 and higher. So, and this is, a, you know, has a little bit less pixels than a 4K monitor. So, well, let me throw you a curve. Should get by. Do you have a G Sync monitor? Because that makes a big difference. Oh, right. If it's yeah. a G Sync monitor, then going below 60 is not a problem whatsoever, as long as it's above 40, let's say. Okay, so you're saying 1070 to 1080, depending on how yeah. happy you are. Although, let me throw you a curveball. Sure. Two, 4X, two RX 480s in Crossfire versus a 1070. Nope, never. We had this conversation before, and I still stand by it. Crossfire what? and multi-GPU. The state of multi-GPU is in the dumps. I would not recommend buying two cards and expecting it to work and even... The majority of games these days. And that's why NVIDIA did not put the SLI connector on the 1060. Not to spite no. you cheap gamers. No, they just don't want you. They just don't want you to go buy a 1080. That's what they want. They don't want him buying two GTX 1060s. Right. Okay. But yeah, Crossfire, no, no, no. Crossfire, no, because uh, so many high-profile games last year didn't come out with Crossfire support. If they did, it was months after release. Um, NVIDIA and AMD look to be pushing a lot of that onto DirectX 12. But... That puts the cost on the developer, and you know developers are already cutting corners. Look at Batman, Arkham Knight. I mean, how many people are actually going to spend money? To- <laughs> that is a worst case scenario, man. That is like that is like the worst example. So that's like that. It's like yeah, well, you better take your jacket when you when you're a kid, and your parents tell you you better take your jacket outside because there could be like a blizzard that hits while you walk ten, you know, in three July. blocks to your friend's house in July. And, of course, in Batman, the blizzard did happen. But, yes, most people can be okay with that. Okay, next question. Kevin Baltadano. Kevin Baltadano, the most basic question. RX 480 or GTX 1060 for an Alienware X51. That's a small form-factor tower. In fact, there's one on the table right behind us. Yeah, he actually sent me this question. I looked up the X51 before I came on here. And I actually came equipped with the GTX 960. Yeah. So, you know, the last gen 60 series card. Um, So dropping in a 1060 would be pretty straightforward. It has the same drivers, the exact same TDP as the uh, 960. And you'd get a huge jump in performance there. So if you're happy with NVIDIA's software, I mean, just stay right there with the 1060 would be my recommendation. That being said, if you're just playing 1080p games at 60 frames per second, like I was talking about earlier, the RX 480 would probably be all you need. Yeah. So it's up to you whether you want to keep pretty much a performance boost and just keep going with everything you got already or save some money and just, you know, switch over to AMD. Yeah, and one thing I want to add is we cracked open the Alienware X51 just a few minutes ago because I, I haven't been inside in a long time, but it has two six-pin power plugs. So you probably should be able to run either, but the interesting thing is uh, the X51's power brick is 330 watts. So that is Ooh, below... Yeah. That is, so that is technically below the recommendation for an for RX 480. Part. But at the same time, because it's a small four-factor machine, you're not going to be putting seven hard drives in there and all kinds of crap. So I think, frankly, if they can run a 960 on their TDP, 
I think you'd probably be fine with the 1060. So yeah, if if that's the case, I would probably lean more towards the 1060, just because it has the exact same TDP as the 960. Right. So and with all these you know power consumption concerns that are going on with the RX 480, if it's that tight, I would just stick with the 1060. Yeah, and just a little and a little more trivia, but when the Alienware X51 R3 came out, they did say. We're not doing a 970 option, but if you put a 970 Nano in there, you should run fine. So I think you're probably fine on power. So just a little more information for you. Next question from, it took me a while to figure this out. It's from DeCenile. DeCenile. See, that's how slow I am. C Nile. <laughs> I think I actually, I'm, I'm It's literally spelled C with the C-Nile. word Nile. DeCenile, though. <laughs> he is looking to buy a Zotac Amp Extreme GTX 1080. I have a Corsair 650-watt power supply. Is that enough? Oops. Also have one more question, but I didn't copy it, so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Whoops. Send it again. So uh, what do you think, Brad? I think that uh, – I looked that card up too. Uh, it has a, It's recommended 500-watt power supply, so you should be good to go all day long, especially because in our test system, which has you know a high-end core i7 – 5960X, so an eight-core processor. In the Founders Edition, or not the Founders Edition, but I was testing the EVGA 1080 for the win, which is an overclocked version of the 1080, and I cranked it all the way up to 2.1 gigahertz, and all that going, 16 gigabytes of RAM, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, The whole system peaked out at, I forget, something like 380 watts, 350 watts, so nowhere near the 500 watts, so... If you have a 650-watt wow. power supply, you should be good to go all day long, even with that beefy overclock from the Zotac model. And that's at the wall, right? The 380. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's like in- incredibly power efficient. Super impressive when you think about it. Are you running that um, 5960 overclocked at all, or is it just stock? No, it's just the stock one. Okay, so stock. So that's still pretty <laughs> sub 400 watts at the wall. That's pretty awesome. Yep. Uh, this is from Garwin. Or actually, it's at XDA Garwin. Easy as softball. What is this? And I'm guessing he means, uh, or she means, uh, 1060 and 480 due to previous gen AMD NV cards, both new and used. I just looked it up and it was 382 watts at the wall. Uh, So basically, uh, the vast majority of last gen graphics cards, I would say, don't even bother buying. Like I was saying earlier with the R9 380, even though there's a $40 difference between that and the RX 480. The jump that you get in performance is so much that I would say, hey, man, just, you know, don't eat out for the next month and buy the 480. <laughs> even the, even <laughs> if you can get a 970 for a good price. for two, I think they were like $200. Yeah. Brad I would are, not buy yeah. the 970 no. for the same price as the 480 because it has, you know, it's a newer card, one. Oh, it has, God. you know, it's all, it has more, well, the, the $200 version has the same amount of memory, but it's a full four gigabytes as opposed to 3.5 <laughs> gigabytes so then at what point would you buy 970 what would the price have to be it's not a price thing i think brad and i were actually talking about this we we're thinking that really i mean if you're into deals it's really hard to look at those prices you know knowing what they used to be and go okay i'm just gonna pass it up really the only people i think it's really worthwhile for at this point are people who are thinking of going with multi-gpu setups says but, dan who has a 970 right I do. now yeah yes. Maybe maybe I can get a, a free one out of the e waste bin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're that worthless right now. So, that, I, so. I, I I agree with Elena. I would mostly if you can get, if you can get one for two hundred bucks and you want to slap it in next to one that you already own, that's a great deal. But 
at this point, if you have to spend 200 bucks on a GTX 1070 or, or a 970 or RX 480, buy the new card. I mean, it's new, it's cutting edge, it's modern. I mean, it's looking like AMD's cards are going to have a big advantage in DirectX 12, although that's still the early days. I mean, and it basically trades blows. It's a little bit better than a 970 at this point, so I see no reason to buy a GTX 970 right now unless it gets down to like 150 bucks, which isn't going to happen. Wow, that'd be awesome, though, wouldn't it? No, right now I was looking, and uh, with the 1060 announcement, the 960s are going for 150. Mm. That said, maybe as we get closer to holiday season, if there's any stock left, they might do even like a harder like purge, or you know, just trying to get them off the shelves. So you could see it drop. You could also just see them disappear and then get sold at a higher rate for people who, for some reason, want an old piece of technology. Yeah. So there is one card that I would buy. From the old generation, from there's only one or two cards that I would buy that from the last generation from either side, hmm. and that is the R9 390 and the R9 390X, because that those cards <clears throat> are roughly the same performance as the RX 480, which falls between the 390 and 390X, and they have a full eight gigabytes of RAM with a wider memory bus, so higher memory bandwidth. And if you can get those down around 250 bucks, I mean, I think that's still a really good deal. But that's the only last-gen car that I would recommend buying right now. Yeah, but wouldn't you rather just, wouldn't you rather just get a 1060? A 1060, eh. 10, yeah, 250, good point. A 250, it's like, yeah, I just... Yeah. yeah. No my, room yeah. left right now, right? Well, my, when I was no, talking about that, it was before today, so I was... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my question is, with those older cars, refresh my memory, what's the uh, TDP on those? Like much, 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 right? much, much, much higher. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you're not doing that on my five hundred dollar free power supply with the case bill. I'm no, not right? at all. Not unless it's all right. So yeah, don't buy anything old. Don't, buy don't old. Buy <laughs> yeah, it's really the low end where it kind of okay. right now. I mean, it really is. I think we talked about this last time. This is you know the graphics cards industry has been stuck on 28 nanometer underlying technology for four years, and all these new cards are basically two generational leap forward. So they really are that much better, and I highly recommend just waiting, saving some pennies, and getting those cards if you can get them. Yeah, and the longer you wait, I mean, probably the better deal you'll get. Probably as we get closer to holiday season, we might start seeing game bundles and that kind of stuff again. Right. Depending on what supply is like. But I can't imagine it'll still be a problem by then. I hope not. I mean, geez, yeah, right? if they are, then we've got a problem. Wait, let me move on to questions before we, because we are getting, we are rapidly running out of time. This is from Wat. Whack Buddy 1970. Question When USB sticks contain 500 gigs, will it take over the internal hard drive slash SSD? Now there is 128 gig. Uh, he says now there's 128 gig USB sticks on the market. So There's even more than that, isn't there? You can buy yeah. 240, 512 gigabyte sticks that yeah. have pretty fast speeds. Yeah, in fact, we have um, a, a USB 3. 3.0 Samsung, the T1, which is, they make a one terabyte version yeah. of USB-C. It's not cheap either. It's not That's cheap. That's crazy. And actually, the performance is, honestly, I mean, yeah, I mean, compared to an SSD from maybe four years ago, it's actually faster. I still don't think you're going to want to boot your entire system to a USB stick and run the OS off of it. I, I wouldn't do that, certainly, because why do that when you could be running you know, an internal uh, faster SSD you know, and there's PCIe, there's U.2, there's M.2 that are way faster. There's no reason to really run um, a USB drive because then you're, you're, you've got to deal with the USB bus. I'm always afraid, like, hey, you know, 
USB devices die, you know, sometimes you overvolt them and everything on the on the damn things get wiped out. So I'm not I'm I'm really afraid of doing that, frankly. So I don't think so. Any- uh, it makes for interesting like boot drives if you uh, you know go around with the Linux boot drive. I sure. mean that that's a lot better than what there used to be. But I still I agree 100. percent I wouldn't feel comfortable booting my OS consistently off of a thumb drive for all sorts of reasons. But uh, I think it's really cool that that exists. I mean, I remember just, you know, I don't even remember how long ago. I feel old now. But, you know, <laughs> sitting there in the store holding a uh, 8 megabyte, 8 gigabyte freaking uh, USB drive and a 16 gigabyte and trying to decide whether or not the difference was worth the money. And to now have 500 gigabyte USB drives is crazy with SSD speeds. That's nuts. Yeah, it's, it, it is hard to believe. I have to look for one of those original, like... My first one megabyte. USB yeah, my keys. first USB key was 128 meg- megabytes, and I thought it was so large. Yeah, it's it's insane. Oh, wait, I'm going to move on. I got to keep a one moving. Gigabyte this. one. This is from Zachary Isom or Zar Zach. Uh, he says GF beams. He says I'm thinking he means GeForce, but he's no, his girlfriend. Oh, girlfriend. Ah, uh, I was like, what does GF mean? It's like GeForce? <laughs> is that? No. Pretty sure he means his girlfriend. I am married, so I'm just saying. I but I don't understand these things. But yeah, GF. I thought it was like GeForce. Okay, girl, my girlfriend beams Bravo TV. He, and I sent him a question saying, "What is GF?" He's probably like, "Damn, man, what's wrong with you? You don't even know. <laughs> what are you like old?" He's just, "I'm old." <laughs> GF beams Bravo TV through Chromecast while I play Fallout Four on the same PC. It causes tearing and hiccups in game. What do I do? Upgrade the CPU or GPU? Anybody? In my opinion is um, honestly probably your CPU because I think if you're if you are beaming from one machine to another on Chromecast, it basically takes the entire page and it encodes it and it sends it through your network, you know, to your right. Wi-Fi. It, and he was I've, saying he was playing Fallout. Yeah, and he's Fallout playing Fallout 4. 4. That's a very CPU intensive game. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. So I would think you need. Uh, you didn't say what the the CPU is, but I'm I'm guessing you need, you know, probably a, a CPU upgrade. Um, if you know if the, C, if the GPU isn't too out of date, and I guess I'll, actually having a slow GPU while doing something else could make it tougher. But generally, it does sound like CPU because doing a Chromecast cast does eat eat up the CPU. And as Brad is saying, Fallout Four is definitely CPU intensive. So yeah, that one hundred percent sounds like a CPU issue to me. So now you get to go to your GF, which is your girlfriend, I'm told, and say, "Oh, honey, we gotta get a new, I gotta get a new i7 6700K." So when you were dating your wife, Gordon, what was the hot lingo to refer to her as as your as your girlfriend? I just said girlfriend. I mean, you know, that's <laughs> what do you? I mean, what do you, I? I don't understand. Like they, that's before they had all the text lingo and all the email stuff. You just kind of like said, "Yeah, girlfriend," or you know, not. You didn't Snapchat any of that stuff. You just you just said girlfriend. And you yeah, wrote letters. Girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Did you have a letter? Will you be my girlfriend? Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> Valentine's Day. I don't think it was middle school. <laughs> Passing notes. Yeah, the little cards. Check, yes, yes or yes no or... with a checkbox. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and the last two questions are both related. One's from Cole uh, at Cole fourteen. The other one's from JPE official. They basically want to know. Well, on a scale of one to three point five, not sure why three point five. How bad is the RX four eighty situation? Brad, how bad is it? Wonderful. Uh, I think with this fix out, it's not an issue at all. Not a deal. I, I'm not worried about it. Budget party goes on. Go out and buy them, right? So that's the that's the deal, right? 
it's safe to buy, or at least mostly safe to buy. Unless you're unless buying, you, unless you are buying a bit building a budget build with a 500 watt no name power supply Ultra. integrated. I, you space. know, I bet I I'm gonna look for the cheapest power supply we have and see if I can blow it up with that 480. So. You should. That'd be fun. Drag a video team. I want to watch it. I wonder if we have like a 300 watt power supply. If I can, I probably wouldn't. You could get one for like 30 bucks, man. I think that's that's totally thirty dollars. That's a ripoff, man. I can get that with the case. <laughs> For $20. I'm pretty sure if you go on Newegg, you probably could still find that with a case. Yeah. Well, we must have one somewhere, probably some POS here, but I'll have to look for it, see if I can smoke it. But that is all. We are probably way over time. We are going to get yelled at for again, not working for the last hour on the full nerd. But check back in two weeks for your fix of PC talk. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes and your favorite uh, Android podcast app. Send questions and comments. To the full nerd at pcworld.com. Once again, the full nerd at pcworld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with our guest, Lady Yi. Behind the camera, Dan the Man. Yep. You see, he got to say, yeah, you got to say something. Sorry. You can't just. Bye, oh. everybody. And of course, Brad, our man of the East with all the GPUs, Brad Charkas. Adios. See you in a couple weeks.